straight up one o'clock on this Friday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome to season two, episode one of the Valley Variety. I have we chills. are I have chills. back. I am Jacob Jones. I'm Benjamin Yates, and it sounds so good to hear Jacob Jones do it his intro. It does. We are back in the cardboard box known as the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communications. The edit bays of shipping containers. That's right. That's right. If you're claustrophobic, please don't come visit us. Yeah. Or if you want to be a guest appearance, please visit us and That's we'll try right. our best. Man, it is good to be back. It is good to be back. It's been a long time. It's been, what, how long, what two or three months now? Yeah, I, I mean, April, yeah. May, something like that. Since the people heard our beautiful voices. Yeah. We, we have the face for radio and it's ready to get going again. That's right. The last time we were uh, on air... I was singing about how bad I wanted to ring. Yep. And Aged then about really well. and then about five or six days later, mm-hmm. the Dallas Mavericks came to town. Yep, Luca. And beat the Suns by forty points. Luca. At home. <laughs> Whew. A lot's happened. A lot has happened. Yep. And then they went on to go against Steph Curry and Yeah. Well, that's uh, not fair. <laughs> Steph Curry showed everyone that he's uh not to be joked around with and he no. never needed Kevin Durant in the first place. Speaking of joked around with, he ended up telling all those jokes at the ESPYs. Yeah. And, <laughs> Left, they, left no one in his trails. Right. He he destroyed everyone in the NBA, and they went on to destroy everyone that ever played a sport. That's right. <laughs> Even had Draymond's podcast there. Yeah, the Draymond Green podcast. Man, that the was one a, only. That was a fun show. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fun shows, this one. This one. We're this back. Is a fun show, and it's going to get even more fun this season, Jones. Let me tell you, we have guests lined up already. Just not for today. But when we get back and rolling on our usual schedule again, this show is going to be way better than what we did last season. That's right. We have the one, the only, the yellow card beholder herself, Kennedy Mayo from Women's Soccer at ASU. Let's go. Is coming back. Let's go. The one and only best episode <laughs> we had. That's right. Speaking of Senegal soccer and the Senegal women's soccer, shout out to the 942 crew last night. Yeah. Over 100 students came out to the Senegal soccer stadium, cheer on the Senegal Walker, the Senegal women's soccer team. Already our first. Seriously, not even five minutes, and we're making mistakes. <laughs> this is what live radio is about. Walker, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> but man, they were, they showed out last night through all the weather. It was it was a rainy night in uh, Phoenix, Arizona last mm-hmm. night, but they stayed through it and. Uh, Shout out to 942 and, and shout out to State Fantastic 48. Fantastic crowd for women's soccer. And Seriously. shout out to uh, State 48 for making those those super cool shirts that mm-hmm. we were giving out the game last night. Yeah, always get the merch on the top. That's, That's what you right. Get. That's right. Follow the 942 crew on Twitter. Yeah, I still remember the best merch I got is actually from a women's basketball game, uh, Forks Up for Betty. That's right. It was the Betty White's birthday game. And they gave out cupcakes in yep. the student section. Saying happy birthday after she passed away literally a couple days yes. before that. Well, there's uh, there's ti- timing is everything, Jones. Something to be said about timing. Yeah. Well, okay. speaking of timing, that's right. We got a really, you know, this podcast that we're doing now. We are all about trying to time these stories perfectly. We don't want to tell a story that was told weeks ago by someone else. We don't want to repeat something we've done before. Last year, we didn't pay too much attention to detail. We wanted to do our own little funny thing. Do a whole season of that in this little edit bay, and then come out the next season and do something better. This is what it is. We're doing something bigger and better than we've ever done before. We want to get the biggest stories, but also go into the details of those stories. 
and then find the smaller stories that no one else will be picking up. Stories from other sports that aren't as popular as basketball or football, or the men's sports that take over and dominate the pro-level athletics. We want to look at every single sport as it is. And one of the sports that's going on right now is the NFL, actually. There's huge stories coming out almost every day about this one guy, and it is impossible as journalists to leave it out of discussion. Mm-hmm. If we do that, we're not doing our job. That's right. So what we're doing this season is to pay more attention to our detail and bring the stories that are important up front. That's why the most important story in sports right now, Deshaun Watson, is the first thing we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. And what we have is this new suspension extension. Say that five times fast. Suspension yeah. extension. Really? I can't do it. Really? <laughs> They got five more games added onto a six-game suspension. It's 11 games now that he's suspended. And why he was suspended, that is, I mean, it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you had the $5 million fine to add to that, which is no sweat off his back. Right. None at all. Look, $5 million to a guy like Deshaun Watson. You look at these contracts. Guys are getting paid millions of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. When I think about a number like $5 million and you get the suspension and stuff, I think about uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan used to bet and gamble like $100,000 a hand. He used to play poker in the back of the team playing for $100,000 a hand. And yeah, some people, it's a big number. Wow, $100,000. But to Michael Jordan, that's like you betting $10. Right. It's like you've got it. And that's the same thing here. So he has... $5 million. So giving you five, giving the NFL $5 million, that's like chump change to a guy like that. <laughs> Especially when he's getting paid this new contract that just came out for him uh, over the offseason. $236 million guaranteed for five years. And he had another $55 million given to him just to sign that contract. $236 yeah. million. That much? That's a lot of money, folks. That's a little too much money for me. That's a... I mean, get put in perspective, uh, when Central State went under renovation, mm-hmm. that was a $220 million uh, full-scale renovation of, of a football stadium. Right. That took four years to complete. Right. And this is a five-year project, not a four-year for Deshaun Watson. That's so true. it's even longer. And, and add $36 million. And the thing is, this contract, folks, it did not come out before he did all these horrendous things. Right. Or what... When we find find out about them, mm-hmm. this contract came out after all that. Yes. So he, he he convinced people to sign him. The Cleveland Browns know exactly what they were signing. Yeah, for two hundred thirty six million dollars. Do we have to say it again? How many times do we need to bring this up? Maybe hold two on. more times. One, one more. Hold on. Two hundred and thirty six million dollars. Some people don't get that in their entire lifetimes. He's getting that in five years. That's 41 per year. 41. Jones, what would you do with $41 million? Oh, but... Would you give it to Deshaun Watson? Definitely not. No! No, you wouldn't! You'd give it back to another player that can actually play for you for more than 11 games. And what the Browns have to think of now and what they've gotten themselves into and now that they can't get themselves out of is that, like we keep saying, five years. Five they banked on him. That's called a franchise quarterback, folks. Yeah. He's a, cor- a franchise quarterback? That has done horrible things. Horrible yeah. things. And he's going to be wearing number four for the Browns for 
at least the next five years. And so when you, a team like the Browns dodge questions and push away the topic like, well, we'll deal with that. Or Deshaun will answer it better. Or Deshaun will, yeah. right. Then you're... Stefanski said that yesterday. Deshaun, you should ask Deshaun that question. Exactly. Now. You know, if you can't take that head on, then, then what are we doing here? And I think it's also that um, a lot of people are saying, well, why don't the Browns just admit they made a mistake? We know we signed them. But the problem with that is you got him on a contract for five years. So what are you going to admit to the stake of the player who's already on your payroll? Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone knows you made a mistake. And that's the tough part right now. It's like everyone knows that you screwed up. Right. And now you have to deal with the consequences. 11-game suspension. I mean, Calvin Ridley was sidelined for the whole year for betting on his uh, own team. Over a year. 19 games, Yeah, right? so 19, so that would be the NFL season and two more games next year. It's ridiculous. He's betting on himself. Just let him do it. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, bet on yourself first. Jones, are you okay there? Yeah, I think I, I just lowered about uh, eight inches on my chair. We for, can't figure out how to work chairs anymore. For, for messing with the... It's a rusty time. So if I if my audio just went all the way down, that's why I, <laughs> I just... I Now I'm like two yeah, foot three. It, he was like looking taller than me. Now it's like eye level now. Well, now it's crazy. Now I feel a little... I don't know. How <laughs> that a little kids table? Maybe? It's a, I, this is like the Thanksgiving kids table now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, eating, I'm eating the the turkey mashed potatoes with the plastic knife <laughs> or fork. I, I don't even know anymore about the kids table. <laughs> he doesn't know how to word anything. He's already sunk about five years of IQ back down. I can't believe this. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. Also so upset that the NFL doesn't know what how to work. So, I mean, uh, game, I mean, you know, it's Calvin Ridley's an adult. He's mm-hmm. over twenty-one, and so he can't. So he's able to gamble. It's not illegal. I know it's in your contract that they tell right. you not to gamble because they're worried about um, um, selling gains and they're worried about player um, performance and that kind of stuff. Well, and I, I understand that. Well, let, let's say but, let's say this: what Calvin Ridley did, yeah, he should be suspended for that. Sure, right? Nineteen games, okay, if you want to do that. But if that's the basis of gambling. Mm-hmm. On yourself and your team, which is, once again, a hilarious offense. Yes. I will laugh at that till the end of time because that is funny to me. Mm-hmm. I would gamble on myself if I could too. True. Except the thing is, you can't. Uh, but if that's the basis, 19 game suspension for gambling, then what Deshaun Watson did should be way more than that. Yeah. And you look at all suspensions around the league, you know, PED suspensions. Or mm-hmm. six games. Right. Performance-enhancing drugs. Six games. Mm-hmm. And then you can look at, like I've seen Calvin Ridley, 19 games. And then you look at Sean Watson, and then 11. And so I wouldn't be surprised. Well, originally six. Six, and then they've bumped it up to 11. And I wouldn't be surprised if they bumped it up to six to 16 or 17, saying, you know what? It would be nice, you know. But I also think it'd be hypocritical of the NFL to do it now. Right. Saying, well, now we're now we're getting all this peer pressure. I feel saying, you know, why don't you you're doing all this, you know, into this double standard, and that's just the problem with it. There's not a set line of this punishment that should be handed down, but isn't being handed down. It's embarrassing. It is, and it's embarrassing for the Browns. It's embarrassing for his teammates. Mm-hmm. I bet. It's embarrassing for the Cleveland area as fans. I bet they're like, what is going on with our team? Right. It's embarrassing for the NFL. 
to even have the situation when in their policy agreement for every player it's like, don't make us look bad. Mm-hmm. is a thing that is said everywhere. And this makes the NFL yeah. look horrible. You know, every player is an image of the National Football League. And the way they act, the way they act on the field, the way they act off the field, you are an image of what the NFL is trying to represent. Mm-hmm. And so when you do, when you get into situations like this, if you're the NFL, you need to know how to handle that. Well, you're an image of us, so, so we're going to handle it properly. But that's not what they're doing. They're, it's like they've, it's like they don't know what to do. It's like they're probably look, they're looking at themselves, saying, "Well, what do we do now?" You know, and, and the Browns look at themselves like, "Man, why did we?" I mean, I'm sure if they could jump in the time machine and go back to, what do they sound like June of this summer. Yeah, something like that. They'd be, they'd probably say, "Guys, I would." They'd probably, probably just stop themselves. It's just, it's on. It's just a awful situation. I I just I can't even think right about it anymore. Right. Because somewhere in this world, mm-hmm. there's someone that was convinced that after everything that happened, what we saw, what we heard, what we could read about all the stories that came in about what happened mm-hmm. from each individual. Horrifying events that happened. Right. You could read that for yourself and then make a decision. You have $236 million to give to this guy for five years. How did his agent convince the Cleveland Browns to take him for that much money? It's, it's like, unfathomable. It's like, what kind of deals are they doing in Cleveland? Are they just... Must be so desperate for a quarterback that they. Who is this agent that convinced him? And by the way, Cleveland, you had a quarterback. Yeah. You had big. You had Baker Mayfield. Well, well, uh, you know, it wasn't that great. Yes, but I would. I'm sure they'd be gladly taking Baker Mayfield right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would take a Baker Mayfield any day. Honestly, yeah. there's a lot of teams that would take a Baker Mayfield, like Carolina. Yes. <laughs> Which, Carolina got which, exactly. By the way, Two hundred and thirty-six million dollars, y'all. By All the of way, that. Two hundred thirty-six million dollars. If you had two hundred thirty-six million dollars, Jones, would you give that to Deshaun Watson? Right I would now? not give a penny to Deshaun Watson. All right, but you would give that to make to Baker Mayfield, right? At, I mean, maybe not at first, but over Deshaun Watson. Oh, of course. Right, I wouldn't give that to Baker Mayfield. I'd give that to anyone. Over Deshaun Watson. There are plenty Absolutely. of there are plenty of quarterbacks in college and in the free agency market that you can go and get. So you don't have to, you know. So giving up on a guy like Baker and moving on is not right. the your explanation for going and giving that much money to Deshaun Watson. And let's let's make one other thing clear. Like Deshaun, before all this came out. Fantastic football player. Yeah, nice talented one of the, guy. One of, if not the best quarterback you could see in the NFL. But at this point, when he's missing that many games, would you sign him for two hundred and thirty-six million dollars? You gotta probably think this is maybe the last. You know, if this, if the Browns keep him on, which I think they have to. I mean, now you're, now you're kind of stuck with him. It's maybe the last five years of his NFL career. Mm-hmm. Unless they want to resign, unless they goes and wins Super Bowls and championships, and you keep resigning, he ends up being like a Tom Brady. But how many quarterbacks have, are like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady? Yep. I mean, that's like no one does that anymore. Right. The average NFL quarterback career is like three years. Mm-hmm. 
And granted, Deshaun stayed in the league with the Texans. Yeah, but had a horrible team around him, but was a fantastic quarterback for them. And so there's just a, it's just a weird. So Cleveland's, you know, but now Cleveland's stuck, and now they have to, uh, you know, deal with this situation. But in other football news, college football comes back next weekend. Oh yeah, the subdivision teams start. Football. Uh, in late August. I think football. football! 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 Nothing stops the... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's time. It is time. So, I think the subdivision teams start in, like, next... They may start next week, really. But ASU football starts on Thursday, September 1st. They play NAU at Sun Devils Stadium. And there'll be a nor- there'll be a new quarterback at the helm for the Sun Devils. Emory Jones was just named the starting quarterback for ASU yesterday afternoon by oh, yeah. head coach Herm Edwards. Oh yeah, baby! So <laughs> welcome in, but it's just this all this uncertainty and all this. I don't even know how to. It's just a weird time for I mean ASU athletics in general, but for the football program to have to be fluctuating your quarterback situation every three years. And granted, that's how it works because you know kids move on, they go to the draft, and they go on, but. Yeah. When you have so many guys entering the transfer portal and guys are gone just like that. Yep. It's also because of the, you know, and a lot of that's due to the NIL. And, well, yeah. Well, if you want money, you got to give like, money. You know, why come to Arizona State if a team like Texas can offer you more? Or a team like USC can have me on a walk-on position for this much money. But ASU mm-hmm. can only offer me this, you know. Well, you can offer me Jamba Juice, but Florida's offering me Ram. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So... It's just it's it's the state of college football, I think, now, and I think ASU is having a tar- hard time just developing and evolving to this new phase of college football. I just I think they had just they're just having a hard time picking up the new and I think once they understand the new wave of like this is how college football works. Yep. I think they'll go back to being, you know, okay, now we can start Competing for the Pac-12 South. When well, start, it's not even just football. Like basketball has to do that too, and yeah. even down to the the women's basketball and soccer. I mean, women's soccer has to deal yeah. with that too. Every yeah. single sport has to deal with this. Yes. And speaking of the Pac-12, it'll in five or I'm gonna say five, like two or three years, it's gonna be the Pac-10 again because <laughs> USC and UCLA are on their way to the Big Ten. That was another thing that happened this summer. So yeah, good luck. Well, by the way, good luck with that. Yeah. USC and UCLA. Yeah. Have fun playing in Michigan in December. Yeah, wouldn't want to be, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you Southern California kids going all the way out to Ohio State. Yeah. Have Penn fun. State. Bye-bye. Yeah. So, good riddance. I mean, I don't feel as bad for um, USC. I mean, mm-hmm. USC is a big program, but I do feel bad for the, the smaller programs. Water polo, track and field, <laughs> soccer. Um, yeah. Even baseball and some, I mean, base, college baseball has yeah, been. It's getting, it's getting bigger every year. And so you look at these, and I think it's, if people look at the the big uh, sports, the ones mm-hmm. that are on ESPN, the college basketball and college football, but you're but we missed the whole point. I mean, there are thousands of student athletes at these institutions. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid there's going to be a lot of programs that are about to be cut because. They don't want to travel like because that. They don't want, because they can't travel to. I mean, a lot of these kids take buses to Southern California. Right. They can't. the Pac-12, it's easy to you yeah. know, get around. I mean, we're all just on the West Coast, so you can take a... If mm-hmm. you need to go to Oregon, yeah, you take a flight. But if you need to go to UCLA, yeah, a five-hour drive. 
Right. USC is a five-hour drive. Or an hour flight, too. Yeah. Either one. If You know, it's a cheap flight to Los Angeles. So I just, I'm afraid that people don't really understand the impact that it's about to have. It's about to be a, right. a messy impact once they... And the, and the Big Ten just made a huge TV deal. Yeah. Like yesterday. So that's it's another thing where money is really playing into not right. just students transferring, but whole schools and organizations transferring away for bigger money deals. Yeah. And we look at, um, obviously, the big. I think it all started with Texas, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. moving to the SEC. Yeah. And yeah. once that, I think teams got a better idea. And I know the Big 12 is trying to, there's, there's reports of the Big 12 trying to recruit um, ASU and Utah and some of the Pac-12 schools to come over. And so Pac-12 might be gone by 2025. Yeah. There may not be no any Pac-12. I mean, that's just how it works now. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think it's, and you, like, it's, like you said, it's all for the money deals and the TV deals. Because if you have the bigger names and you have the bigger schools, then it's more. But like I was saying, there are a lot of schools and a lot of programs that are going to hurt because of this. Because um, a team like the USC water polo team can't travel out to Michigan. I mean, Michigan can't have water polo. They don't have pools in Michigan, but it's like it's too too cold to play water polo in Ohio, Michigan, Illinois. It's like, so there's one program gone, right? I mean, and just you can just keep adding on more and more, and I'm not sure what's going to happen to it, but it's a it's a new dangerous way. Before we move on to the next topic, we'll have our ASU football preview in a in a week, week and a half. Right. But the number I've, I keep hearing for ASU football is. Everyone keeps saying seven. Seven? That seven win mark. And it's, it's been like the over-under for the last like two weeks. Yeah. And I want to get your opinion. Over-under, seven wins. Does AZ football get over seven wins? How many week? home games do we have? We have six. We have six. Um, I, I say six. I do. So do I. I say it may not all be at home, but the majority of the wins will come from home. Yeah. I'd say. Uh, whether that's because we have the heat on our side or something like yeah. that. No, I, I don't know. But it's, I say six. Yeah. Uh, it's a rough six because when you have a new quarterback, yeah. that takes time to heal. Uh, when your staff was in just total disarray last yeah. season, that's a whole other yeah. thing. Uh, yes. When you're under investigation, that's another different, like there's yeah. a lot of factors to deal with ASU yeah. football right now. Yeah. Uh, so six is asking a lot, yeah. I think. But I would I like think to be, be done. Yeah. I would like to be optimistic as a longtime ASU fan. But right. Well, twenty-two years of life. Yeah. Twenty-two years of ASU football. I, I stop it at seven wins. I don't think we get over seven. Okay. So I think we hit. The, so you want a bowl game is what you want. I do want a bowl game. Okay. I want to go to the Sun Bowl. Actually, you know what? I want to go to the Rose Bowl. Twelve and zero, baby. Let's go. Twelve and zero. Come on. Jones says twelve and zero for ASU football. <laughs> <laughs> He just wants he just wants a win. He, I want he, really, a ring. he really thought he could get a ring with the Phoenix Suns, so he has to move to ASU football to give him hope. This is just a sad, sad reality. Can't have anything nice here. No, not really. I mean, unless you want to move to U of A sports and basketball is pretty good. But yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, speaking of basketball, LeBron James. Ooh. This summer just got the rights and copyright. For shut up and dribble. Ooh, whoa! Are you allowed to say that? I mean, that's, <laughs> oh, that's his okay, now. you're right. You're right. It's, it's, to, it's his, not mine. You might have to pay a fee for that. I but probably. I know what. Shut up and dribble. I'll pay him money just for this. Go. But how genius is that? 
Oh, it's insane. Copywriting. I mean, that's his. I mean, that was... Yeah. It, I mean, Laura Ingram on Fox News was one of the first to say it. And it was a total insult for LeBron of, like, you can't speak and mm-hmm. uh, your thoughts while you're playing basketball. Right. Just shut up and dribble. Well, it's genius. It's yeah, it, profiting off, you know, that movement. I mean, that's... A, that yeah. was a, or literally just tell... Or literally telling everyone in Fox News and any other news organization that tells LeBron to stop talking to not say it anymore, <laughs> which right. is just yeah, I would, really a power move. I mean, if I was if I was them, I would just, I'd just, I'd, I'd stay off the topic. Right. <laughs> At you this know. point, LeBron is out for blood. <laughs> a little LeBron news, I mean, that new contract with the Lakers now. Yeah, a max contract for two years, $97 million. Uh, he's got three more years of Lakers uh, until Bronny might show up. Uh Cleveland Cavs, question mark? Yeah, San Antonio Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. Charlotte Hornets? No. <laughs> Phoenix Suns? What? what? Phoenix who said, Suns? Who said yeah, that? Suns. But I love how, I mean, obviously it's just like the world we live in in terms of everyone wants to know who's better, who's greater. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously a discussion that Mad Dog Russo and Stephen A. had this morning. Oh, what a beautiful It always debate. goes back to the GOAT debate of the top three, and Mad Dog believes that he's not a top three. Yeah, we actually have uh, some audio. Oh, do we? If we, if you believe it, we actually have some audio of the Mad Dog Russo Stephen A. debate. Uh, it's the funniest part, as Stephen A. is defending LeBron James to stay in the top three, uh, and you know Mad Dog just wants to get a word in. So here you go. There's no question that LeBron James, at the worst, is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. It's blasphemous. Let me finish. Let you finish. I'll let you talk. You can actually tell me the the two guys that I take over LeBron in a big game. Go ahead. Magic and Bird. (sighs) (laughs) I just love the sighs afterward. Poor Molly. She's just in the middle. Just, ah. Imagine being the moderator between those two. Oh, I would be a dream job. I, mean, I would love to be the moderator. I mean, you're just back and forth. It's like tennis. Just, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah, For poor neck has to just be like... Yeah, like, who who do I go to Molly's now? chiropractor must be a millionaire busy. by now. Very busy. Must be going every week. Like, I don't know, Doc. I just, it's... Yeah. There's something. Just as impressive as Deshaun Watson's agent, really. That's right. It's the same level as impressive. Yeah. Good on him. I don't, I don't even know what to... It's, <laughs> it's, if, if you can make that deal, then... Right. Well, then and to, uh, to Mad Dog's point, he was on the Bill Russell train yeah. uh, with 11 championships. And I... Yeah. I, I don't want to say it. I think it's bias due to the recent passing. Yes. And... That happened with Kobe too. Mm-hmm. What happens with everyone? Yeah. Like, and, and and you know how and we still everyone still reminisces about Kobe, but I think mm-hmm. that that bias has more or less shifted now. Right, and I don't get me wrong. I love Kobe Bryant. I love Bill Russell. I will not say, however, that Michael Jordan and LeBron James are anywhere be- close to being below either one of those in skill. Right. Especially LeBron. I'm not going to say Kobe is better than LeBron or Bill Russell's better than LeBron. So let's be honest, if LeBron was back in that era of Bill Russell, they oh, look at him as a god. I mean, the, I mean, the, the dunks, the shooting, I mean, someone yeah. his size, uh-huh. I mean, they would look at him like they probably looked at Bill Russell. 
Yeah. Because Bill Russell back then was like a god. Right. He wasn't man, playing against that many. But, I mean, just look at how big LeBron is and how yeah. much muscle he has. I mean, he would undoubtedly be the two times bigger than the average NBA player. I mean, he still is two times bigger right. than he's, the average he's NBA six player. Nine. Bill Russell was 6'10". Yeah. Back in his prime. Mm-hmm. So think about that. It's not a big height difference between the two, but the athleticism. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes to the, and we can have the GOAT debate, and it's, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't, the GOAT debate is never relevant for me because it's different eras. Mm-hmm. 90s were different than 2000s. 2000s were different than 2010s. Yeah, I agree. Everything is just different. And so, yeah, if, we want, if you want to have the GOAT debate, go in the time machine, take LeBron and put him in the 90s. And well, then we can know, have a GOAT debate. Maybe we but, can do that on another episode. But for right now, that's going to be it for the Valley Variety. We're back, baby. We're back. We're back. We're back. This has been Ben Yates, Jacob Jones, signing off until the next time you see us on the Peace. Valley Variety. Forks up. Forks up.